Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 202. We can measure weight loss. We can measure um, the amount of money we made. We can measure so many different things. But this is really an attribute. I mean, we can't measure patience. We can't measure focus. We can't measure um, compassion or um, mindfulness. But it's there. It's very apparent. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today, we've got a bright, sunny Monday morning, and I've got another phenomenal interview as we do a deep dive on meditation with who I like to call the kayaking monk, Arjuna Ishaya. Arjuna is uh, an uh, Ishaya monk and a whitewater kayaker, which is why I call him the whitewater kayaking monk. But um, he has just got some incredible insight that he shares with us today about meditation practice, the different ways we can do it, why meditation can be so powerful, so helpful, and something that everybody should probably consider doing if you don't already do it. Um, There, again, are so many different ways that you can do it and implement it. And it really, yeah, there's, he he gives some great kind of uh, tips and tricks for, I don't know if it's a way to hack uh, meditation, but definitely a way to incorporate it into your daily practice. Even if you don't have or don't feel like you have the time uh, to kind of sit down and meditate or whether or not you are kind of, um, I don't know, you you find it hippy-dippy, kind of like you question the validity behind what it can do for you. Uh, Again, there's lots of different ways that we dive into how to implement this into your everyday, whether it be through gratitude, whether it be through uh, walking practice, whether it just be through positivity uh, or taking taking that time to kind of recenter yourself. So really, really cool uh, interview today. And the irony is we only kind of just, just tapped into the surface of what meditation is and how to implement it. But very excited to share this with you guys. So let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is Arjuna Ashaya. Well, first off, uh, Arjuna, I'm really excited to have you back on the show as uh, I think you're my first ever three-peat. I think this is the third time I've had you on the show now. Is wow. that right? I, I think so. Thanks, Nick. This is It's always a pleasure talking to you, so thank you. Yeah, well, um, it's. Uh, I guess first I, I kind of just want to ask a little bit what's been going on since, uh, since the last time I had you on. I, are you? Is it true? Or are you writing another book? Are we allowed to talk about that? Are we? Is that something I, we're allowed to talk I'm, about? I'm writing about two other books. Um, <laughs> I, I was just like we were saying. I was just talking to someone and saying, 
maybe just consolidate my efforts into a few crucial things and <laughs> that's so, awesome yeah you know i think like you i get so enthusiastic about what i could do as opposed to <laughs> what's probably best to do <laughs> yeah so. well well that that might be a, a perfect kind of lead into what i wanted to uh to talk with you about today is uh i wanted to kind of get some of your insights i love the fact that first off that uh that you're a whitewater paddling monk every time like i i talk to my wife or or anybody about like who i'm doing a podcast with i'm like oh i'm i'm about to talk with my whitewater kayaking monk friend and they're just like what yeah what yeah. um but I, I i love like just hearing some of your insights on on just life and kind of calming the mind and living in the moment and so i kind of wanted to hear a bit about um, kind of your insights on meditation and maybe why it's important and some of the different ways that we can do it. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Why is it important? Wow. I, I think it really depends on what you want because I, I, I recognized um, meditation really gives you what you need. It, mm. it, and that's the, the tricky thing that people can't wrap their heads around. Um, in that they they expect it to give them what they what they want, but it really gives you a. I guess it fills the holes and shows you the places where you're missing out. Mm. Um, if you're exhausted, it'll help you rest. If your mind is scattered, it'll give you clarity and focus. Um, you know, if you've got something that needs healing, it will give you that. But people often see meditation as a just a very one-dimensional withdraw from the world, maybe get over their monkey minds. But but it's for me done right. It's it's a a, a broad spectrum. <laughs> um, I, I was just sort of reflecting on on how you know. Sure, I'm two coffees in, but I think meditation has made me more enthusiastic about my life, not less. Mm. And, and so, for me, white water monk father monk goes hand in hand it doesn't it's not two different worlds it, it gives me more insight more energy more enthusiasm um without the spin out so i i, I think it's an essential skill <laughs> yeah i i love that and and i i love the i love how you said meditation can can give us what we need in the moment um mm. for me I've been I've been meditating now for I don't know a long time a, a, a couple decades but I remember when I was like early on this would have been when I was still a teenager I remember like hearing about this whole like meditation thing and and thinking you know like okay being that I was a teenager and I was interested in like trying new things I was like okay I'm going to try this like meditation thing and I've talked with lots of uh adults about this as well who just don't quite get it and i certainly didn't get it as a teenager and and still uh question whether i get it you know in the current <laughs> current state but um i remember just kind of like sitting there doing what i thought i was supposed to do like trying to cross my legs put my hands on my knees like what we probably see like in the movies of some like uh martial artist you know kung uh -huh. fu movie or something like that and trying to close my eyes and just think and just like be quiet. And I just kept thinking like, nothing's happening. 
I, I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it right. And yeah. so I kind of just I, I was curious like how to answer that for the people that maybe uh are new to meditation or haven't really practiced mm -hmm. it before, like just trying to explain a little deeper of like the fact that it isn't all about like you're not going to feel this like um or at least for me sure. anyway early on i didn't feel this uh like i was doing it right like the, the, there was yeah. just this weird like confusion of like um i don't nothing's really happening so i must not be doing it right and and i don't know if you like have any i don't know um expertise yeah. on on kind of how to to help you know, the beginner mind through that a little bit. And and again, I the more that I do it now, the more that I recognize that I'm still in that beginner mind and that I'm still trying to get better at it. But uh, yeah, but definitely early on, there's like more confusion there, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And, and I think I spend a lot of time really in my coaching is managing people's expectations. Mm. Because we've all seen the films where you know the kung fu master just closes his eyes or her eyes and just gets really still and then kicks ass you know she mm -hmm. elevates to this higher plane and the matrix everything slows down and we think that's going to happen yeah um we read books about people you know walking on water and <laughs> um seeing auras there's this whole new age kind of glamour i guess that that uh we can get tied into and we th it's easy to think we're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. meditation mindfulness this whole thing the core of it is not creating something different it's not moving into a um a different part of your being it's not doing it's not achieving it's not getting mm. what it is is really sitting it's a very receptive practice setting a sitting <laughs> And noticing what's already here and who you already are. But beneath the chatter, the movement, all the stuff that comes and goes, you, you start to recognize who you've always been. And so especially in the beginning, especially if your expectations are of the sort that we just talked about, you can. it's easy to think, well, I'm doing it wrong. Uh, I, I, I need something different. And yet what what it's precisely doing is showing you the whole part of you, the whole part of your life that w doesn't shift, doesn't move, that's, that is actually the source of your energy, the source of wisdom, the source of all your clarity. It's just that so often in life and our day-to-day, -day, we're somewhere else and missing out on that connection. Um, the, Tibetans, the Tibetan word for meditation is familiarization. Hmm. So it's not changing, it's not achieving, it's not getting, it's really just being coming familiar with the need of the moment and who you already are in this moment. So when you have that recognition, it becomes a lot easier because the bells and whistles may come and go, but it seems some of us are hardwired to, to have that and some of us it's just a still, quiet presence that, that we enter into. Um, that done enough is sufficient to make a significant change in our reactions and our responses in life. But when we're doing it, it can be easy to go, well, nothing's happening. My mind's still there. <laughs> yeah. 
And and I think yeah. kind of like what we talked about a little earlier too was it just um I don't like using the word high achievers, but maybe like I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who is uh active, maybe just uh people that are very active in life. Um, like yeah. you were talking about how you're working on two different books at the same point. Do you know what I mean? Like, or you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day of like what I've got going on in my life, and I wrote them all down and I wrote this giant like spider web of like all <laughs> these different things. And the funny yeah. thing was, like, I went kayaking. And then I was, I was like walking back. I was like, oh, I totally didn't even think of like all these other things that I'm doing. And anyway, it's like clearly there's sometimes too much going on at once. And and for me, meditation is such a great way to um, kind of calm that like monkey mind or, or just like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know if I regularly say that I've got this like a shiny object syndrome or like ADD kind of mentality. And, and I don't know mm -hmm. if there's like what the science is behind it, how many I've noticed that there's a lot of, um, whether it be professional sports, definitely in the like adventure, uh, extreme sports, like quotation, extreme sports world. There's a lot of those kind of individuals who have that, uh, yeah. ADD type mentality where whether it's, you know, diagnosed ADD or not, it's more just that, like, um, we're constantly looking for what's next. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and we've talked a lot about this in the past with with some of your past books and and kind of that that donut um, lifestyle and 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 trying to fill that hole. But meditation kind of just helps like calm that and and for me anyway relax. Um, and and it is funny how like you know sometimes I'll just I'll lay down. I for me I find just like laying down on the floor and and trying to like just relax and sometimes I'll even like set a timer or something cuz I'm busy cuz cuz I've yeah. clearly I'm too busy yeah. to meditate. But um which is a funny thing to think about. Um and sometimes you know I'll get great insight and it's hmm. exactly what I needed in the moment and it's more of that uh instinctual like kind of insight. And then other times I kind of just lay there and I'm like hmm well, it didn't really kind of get what I wanted out of it. And and what happens with some of that reflection too, is that it also makes me realize like, maybe I'm not getting what I want out of it because I'm still too busy. I'm still thinking like, I need to be doing something else instead of like, just taking the moment to like, try to reflect. And And so I guess like, I'm trying to think of like, how to introduce meditation to others that maybe haven't really practiced it before and, and trying to explain that, you know, you might go and, and lay down on the floor or sit in an office or wherever it is, uh, go for a hike and, and we can kind of get into different ways that, you know, people can meditate and stuff like that too. But, um, that it might not be all that you think it's going to be the very first time, but it doesn't mean like, don't try it again. It what it might mean is that you need more of it because your mind is so like busy that it can't even um give you the the instinct and the insight that you need and that you have already within you because you're too busy just like trying to think of what's next. Uh and for me, <laughs> yeah. like that that's what I notice. Like when yeah. I do it and I'm like, my mind's just spinning nonstop. It's like, oh man, I really this is a great reminder that I haven't been meditating nearly enough because I can't even like just calm my mind for a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, and, and that's it. It's uh, one thing that I do 
advise everybody who comes to me personally is, is that they they give it a set amount of time because mm. I know and not often but I've had on three separate occasions I've been and, and they're all guys actually I was talking to them and they're saying well I'm not sure why I'm doing this you know I've been doing this for four four weeks now pretty regularly and it just seems like a waste of time. It seems like I could be doing other important stuff. Mm-hmm. And and three times their partners have yelled out from the kitchen or wherever going, if you stop meditating, I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Yeah, so something's changing, something's shifting, and not necessarily within the session. They may not see a particular difference. Maybe they're looking for something and, and really what the – they're so fixed on an expectation. What's really happening is they're missing out because they're not they're not wide open and, and just ready to receive. And yet there's momentum building so that the people in their lives are seeing a fundamental difference in who they are, even in four weeks. Yeah, um, I, I, it makes me think of a lot just the way that you explained it. The like the the small changes that you know hmm. each one of us it's hard to notice, but it's easier maybe for someone else to notice. It reminds me a lot of like working out. You can work out every day for four weeks and you might think, ah, I'm just not seeing any gains. I'm either not losing enough weight or I'm not gaining enough, enough muscle or whatever it is, but, but someone else, whether it be a a partner or a friend or family member, whatever, someone's like, wow, you're looking great. You know what I mean? And you're like, what, what, what do you mean? I I don't Uh see anything different because (laughs) yeah, you're so used to seeing yourself every day that you don't see those um those small incremental changes and and i think meditation is a, a perfect example of that that you know mm. you're it's it's like going to the gym once you could lift whatever <laughs> weights you want you're not going to see like it's not going to be night and day different from one gym session and mm. i think meditation's the exact same way where you can meditate for eight hours straight and you're not going to get any massive gains from one meditation session. So um, I think it's that, that like long-term gain that you get out of it. Yep. Beautifully said. And and it's really hard to measure. You know, we Mm -hmm. can measure our, we can measure weight loss. We can measure um, the amount of money we made. We can measure so many different things, but this is really an attribute. Mm. Um, I mean, we can't measure patience. We can't measure focus. We can't measure um, compassion or um, mindfulness, but it's there. It's very apparent. Mm-hmm. And, and again, so many people tell me they they quit practicing and it was then that they realized why they should. They needed yes. to get back into it because yeah. everything got harder, stickier. There was more friction in their life. They were being more snappy or, or worried more. And um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like the absence of it sometimes means that people go, oh, I see. <laughs> I I would exact, like, I can understand that exactly because I, I have a similar, you know, um, experience where I practice, you know, yoga or like meditation, yoga, all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just not seeing the gains that I want to see. So I'm going to go do a, a different type of activity or go do something else. And again, I want to kind of dive into different ways that we can practice meditation. But um, but for me, being that it's like, you know, like what you said, uh, unmeasurable, what I can measure is whether I'm, um, I'm less patient with my children. 
or I'm more snappy about little things. Like those are the measurable things. Like, because it's not like, uh, it's not like weight loss or you're not like, uh, I don't know, looking at weights of how heavy I can lift now. But what you do realize is like, oh, am I being more patient or am I being uh, less patient? And again, that takes more of that inner reflection. But for me, it's like when I start like finding that I'm like, you know, snapping at my kids or or my wife or to anybody for anything, uh, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. I think it's been too many days of not meditating. Like maybe I need to get back on this, like trying to calm the mind and and relax a little bit. Um, so I can, I can totally relate to that. Arjuna, what are, again, I, I keep talking about this, uh, different ways that I use, um, meditation, but, um, do you find that there are different ways that you can implement this within, within a practice of meditation or is there like, you know, with the Ashaya monks, do, do you guys have like one specific way that you meditate? Hmm. Well, I mean, there's a broad range of tools, I think, from from the breath to mantras to, I don't know, staring at a candle. <laughs> and um, we, we as Shires kind of use it more along the mantra side of things, um, little sentences that, that refocus the mind. Mm. Um, but uh, I think the tool... And, and people are always asking again in terms of am I doing it right? What is the right tool? And it, it's really the tool that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you're plugged into an app and someone's guiding you, that's brilliant. Or whether you're attempting to do it by yourself unplugged, that's that's great too. I think consistency is the key. Those two things of not having any expectation and and just showing up. Um, that's really the way but there's a there's a huge amount of tools and teachings out there just just make sure that it works for you i think i think that'd be my advice i i love that and and it it plays so well with the um analogy of working out as well like there's so many different ways that you can work out and exercise um find out which one works best for you or which one that you enjoy the most um so i've done you know variations where um where i'll do breath work like box breathing or something like that when i'm going for a walk um i've done uh guided meditations like what you said in person and using apps or like online Uh, i haven't tried the candle i should try that at some point just like the the staring at the candle and and i've used mantras as well um mantras again like what i like what you say where you're you're not like, it's not, you're doing it right. It's just, that's the way that you're doing it. Because I, I might use mantras as, <laughs> as uh, like, you know, saying some of my goals and then kind of just reiterating that or, or like things mm-hmm. that I'm looking that I'm, that I'm trying to achieve or, or uh, um, ways that I want to be in the world. Um, yeah. Are there, again, I, I don't know if you're allowed to to share i'm not sure what the rules about about the ashaya <laughs> monks are but uh yeah. are you allowed to share any of the mantras that uh that that is kind of part of their uh the ashaya yeah. monk rituals well, well i can't share them in their entirety but i can tell you a little bit about them and i think you, you the type of mantra or the type of sentence that you use needs to be um it it needs to be a more of a celebration of what mm-hmm. is yeah. So, for example, when the Ashayas use things that are based around appreciation, gratitude, love, and compassion, 
So you're not really creating something because so many affirmations, when you use them, the mind just comes in and goes, you know, you can stare in a mirror and go, I'm rich, I'm handsome, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the mind goes, no, you're not. <laughs> it kind of cuts it. Yeah. Whereas uh, you kind of, the fundamental problem of our mind is that it's so focused on what's wrong. And and that takes up our vision. So what you focus on grows. Mm-hmm. And because of the negativity bias of of our heads that psychologists psychologists will tell us about, that it's very easy to fall into that trap of what went wrong, what's missing, what's lacking. And a praise is really not um, ignoring that or or trying to fix that. It's really stepping you back from what's wrong and appreciating what is. Mm-hmm the same with gratitude the same with love the same compassion it's a very present moment thing you're not imagining something you want you're really accepting focusing celebrating what is already here and from that that relaxes the mind because it's grip on i need to fix this before i can be happy before i can rest before i can sleep in many cases it just means that you can rest, be more present, be more, you can step back from the entirety of your life and that puts all your problems in perspective. It enables you to let go of the past so much easier to leave the future where it might be and really engage with this. Um, and so I would encourage people to really think about things that they can just celebrate, um, to, to enjoy, to remind them. And a simple one really is all is well. Mm-hmm. Um, three little words or or just the two words thank you yeah. because that has a has a settling a relaxing but an also a, a relaxing type um, sorry a focusing type effect from that when your mind stills and, and it will still over time given practice then you can tack on or add on a, a visualized visualization session or a um, an affirmation session or a manifesting type thing where you can really work on focusing on it's really like a gardener you're kind of clearing the ground first of all and then the seeds that you plant become much more fertile and easy to grow does, does that make sense <clears throat> that makes perfect sense and yeah. uh and and i like your your analogy there as, as the gardener trying to clear the weeds before planting the seeds yeah. um and and again in in my own personal experience um I have found gratitude to be, to be my personal favorite type of meditation. Mm. And, and not only because it makes, it's the easiest way for me to have a measurable uh, experience of meditation because I can, Mm. I can go again for a walk. I can lay on the floor. I can sit on the couch. I can do when I'm driving um, and just, just try to list off you know, all the things that I have to be grateful for. And mm. it's what's so measurable is how happy I am at the end. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the way that the mind works and the subconscious from my personal experience kind of researching into it is that it can't be two things at once. It can't yeah. be happy and angry. It can't be yeah. happy and sad or grateful and, and upset. And so when you go through this, gratitude practice it it resets you into this grateful mindset this joyous mindset for all that we have 
And then therefore you leave just, just feeling like your, your cup has been filled. You know what I mean? And, and the beauty of gratitude for me is that, um, that there's always a level like it doesn't matter. And, and I remind myself of this, um, when things are at its worst, hmm. when everything goes bad and, and you're like, you have all the reasons to be upset because, you know, shit has hit the fan or like, it, yeah. it, like total chaos. And I'm like, well, I'm still alive. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a win. Like you gotta, you gotta start from, you know, the bottom and start while well, I'm breathing. So yeah. I, I've got the, to now is a new moment. I can make new decisions. Um, I've got food today. I've got, you know, clean water. We've got, um, we've got sanitation. We've got a bathroom. We've got a roof over my head. Like there's so many things, especially if you live in like a, a first world nation, um, like many of us do. There's so many little things that we can, that we all regularly, um, take for granted. Uh, I've got books to read. I've got a computer. I've got internet. I've got internet alone. I've got access to all the information (laughs) of the world. Like, I mean, like, like there's so many things I've got it. I'm not only do I have that, I've got it in my hand at all times with my phone. Um, I've got like, there's just so many things that when you think about it and you take the moment to be like, Oh my gosh, I've got all of this. And, and I've got all of this pretty much all day, every day. Um, I've got clean air to breathe. Um, it really just kind of recenters a lot of things in life. And it, and it kind oh. of, it, it makes all those, like the, you know, all those horrible things that are going on in life kind of like fall to the wayside and be like, well, okay, maybe that's not so bad that I burnt the toast. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like it just it, it makes yeah. you realize that, uh, life isn't so bad, no matter how bad it seems maybe in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the other thing I kind of get people to do is is slow down and step back because it's the exhaustion and the overwhelm and, ah, oh, this didn't go according to plan. And I'm really worried about that. And I'm angry at myself because that didn't happen. You know, when you, when we step back and slow down, we go, actually, sure, it, it didn't happen the way that I wanted it to, but there's so much going on that I do have that I can appreciate and Mm -hmm. it's the past and the future that really messes with us (laughs) and and i'm just thinking you know from i may have run the last half of the river upside down yeah (laughs) smacking into everything and in the past it was like i would get so angry with myself because i'm better than this i can do this and i've run this rapid six (laughs) times And really when I stop and, and look and see my friends and the sun shining on my face and the fact that I'm alive and still my heart's beating and, you know, my knuckles may be a bit bloody from the rocks, but how can I make this easy becomes to the fore as opposed to the focus on the fact that I, my judgment and my expectation of I'm an idiot and that will continue to the, you know, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the great reset, the great stepping back, the great, perspective maker and and it and it means that what comes next is so much better <laughs> rather than carrying the baggage of the past yeah um and if it's not better you just enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think just thinking about this out loud, I find conversations like this and just speaking ideas uh, are such a great way to, to, uh, I don't know, think out loud. Um, And like, maybe, maybe gratitude is the best way to start a meditation practice. Do you know what I mean? And again, whether it be walking or driving or sitting or thinking or writing, however you might go about gratitude, like maybe that's the best first step because it really is such a great reset. Again, Mm -hmm. whether you're um, a very active person, whether you're a high achiever, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to either be hard on yourself, to be hard on others, to reflect on past mistakes, all these things, but, but gratitude kind of just resets everything. And it doesn't, it doesn't like, there's so many ways that you could do it. Do you know what I mean? Like do it while you're mm-hmm. driving to work or when you're coming home or when you're driving to the gym or when you're getting on an airplane or when you're laying down in bed, you know, at night, like there's so many ways. Cause that's the other thing I find, um, again, myself included, but definitely talking with others where they're just like, I just don't have time. I don't have time to yeah. practice gratitude. You know what I mean? Like even myself, like when I'm like busy, e- either I'm sometimes too busy and I just don't do it. Or if I am busy, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to set a timer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think that's what this is all about. But even if it is, you know, like even if you only have a set amount of time, there are yeah, ways, time is good. There are ways that we can put gratitude into oh. maybe what we're already doing. Like yep. think of gratitude while you're lifting weights or when you're going kayaking or when you're, you know, again, driving or about to go to sleep or whatever it is in the shower. I mean, there's so many ways that you could multitask. Uh, I'm not necessarily the best multitasker in the world. And I know that we've talked about how multitasking alone isn't necessarily a great thing, but, but gratitude is like just one of those easy ways to kind of like an introduction into meditation. And then and then you can take it further by actually like finding um, a calm moment again, whether it be going for a walk in the woods or whether it be sitting down in a quiet room or laying down on a yoga mat or whatever it might be. But it's such a it's such a great introduction into the practice of meditation in the first place is just doing that gratitude. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and I think a timer is a great idea. You know, if you, you think, wow, I've only got 10 minutes, 10 minutes mm-hmm. is great. Set the timer, go. Mm-hmm. It just it just means it gives you more space in your day, more energy, more perspective, more clarity, more more of everything. Mm-hmm. But actually, even, even before gratitude, I usually start with, with a simple deep breath or two. Mm, yeah. um, and it's fascinating because there's a guy, Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist. Yes. And... A couple of the techniques that I used to teach all the time, he's kind of explained the science behind. I'm kind of, ah. <laughs> but, but there's two things. It's, I mean, deep belly breathing in through the nose, down into the belly, really relaxing the belly. Mm-hmm. In particular, a long, slow exhale because that calms and slows. If you want to speed up, make the exhale slower, shorter than the, sorry, make the exhale shorter than the inhale. So the, the Wim Hof style thing where mm. you take a big full breath and then a, you, you sort of sigh and you let it out. Yep. But generally people want to calm and, and that's, that's brilliant. It's really um, the centering and the calming effects of a Wim Hof after the breathing <laughs> are powerful. But if you have three breaths, 
make the exhale very slow and long, much, much slower than the inhale. And Andrew Huberman was saying, and what I used to teach a lot and still do, is you take a full deep breath in through, into the belly and then a second top-up breath, so a shorter one, and then a long, slow exhale out the mouth. And if you do three of those, you quickly get into a state of calm, of stepping back, of clarity. And from there, it's, you've got fertile ground to be thankful, especially if the momentum beforehand was anger or frustration or regret or worry. Physically calming means that you can emotionally calm, which means then you can, you know, turn the ship around. I love that. I love using the the physical side of it as well as breath work. I mean, it's such a great yeah. practice for calming. I use it for calming myself, like uh, yeah. in, in competitions and and yep. just in general life. <clears throat> Again, like I, if I'm about to like snap at my kids or something, sometimes I'll just like turn around and I'll just take yeah, a yeah. couple deep breaths and do you know what I mean? And like the, the, the slow exhales. Um, and there's clearly a, a ton of science that goes into breath work alone on its own mm -hmm. and into meditation on its own as well. And, and the power of both of them. Um, are you trying to count out, like, is there any sort of count where it's like, you know, the exhale is, you know, double what the inhale is or anything like that, or is it less of the focus on exact measurements and it's just, you know, a one hmm. breath, a quick, short um, top up, and then just a much longer exhale. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, this is the the thing. If you if you play around with it, you can explore all kinds of things. And um, for me, that seems to be the best one that works. I mean, there's a there's a breath called the four seven eight breath, which mm -hmm. is um, the, the science I've seen as being particularly good around uh, anxiety, but also getting to sleep. And really, that is a, a, a four-count inhale, a seven-count hold, and then a long, slow eight-count exhale. Mm -hmm. But I think if once you get into it, you, it's just really the intention of a, of a shorter inhale, a long, slow hold, and then a very slow exhale. But but say you're on the river in the eddy or, or you, you're working out or you're just about to blow your top at the kids, I find that that full, first full inhale a second top up breath and then a long, slow exhale out the mouth seems to be, it suits me better at least. So. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I like how you said, um, uh, the intention, like, do you, yeah. I, I think sometimes, um, some of us, and by some of us, I mean myself, <laughs> <laughs> um, we get so focused on like, Oh, it has to be this. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, this yeah. is this is what I read. This is what the yeah. podcast said. This is what the science, you know, says. It's got to be, you know, what was it? Four, seven, eight, or or yeah. it's got to be uh, four, 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 or or wh like whatever it is. And you're so focused, like that's that's what it has to be. It's like, well, there's actually there's an intention here, and yeah. let's just let's not focus so much about perfection. And let's just go with the intention of yeah. inhale, pause, slower exhale. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and 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 I think that's such a great um, metaphor for life. Is that like yeah. just like there's an intention? There's an intention to be you know whether it be the best athlete, uh, um, whether it be to be uh, you know a, a top business individual or or an incredible parent or whatever. It's like we're not going to be perfect. We never yeah. are. 
and just when we make the mistakes, try to go back to the intention of like, okay, what were we aiming for? What's the yeah. goal here? How can we kind of get back on track? And and I think meditation alone is such a great um a great example of that in its in its own and a great tool for that. For myself, again, like I know that I need to do meditation and I know that I am a better individual in all aspects of my life when I practice meditation because it brings some of that calmness and clarity to my life. And then yet again, I find myself like myself being too busy to do it, even though I know the effects. And it's instead of getting then down on myself for not doing it, and getting upset, like, oh, I should be doing this. And I didn't, I didn't check it off my list or whatever. It's like, okay, well, there's an intention here. Like, let's either let's find a moment or, or like, we'll do it tomorrow because the intention isn't to be perfect. It's just for improvement. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. eh? Yeah. I love that. The, um, it's like, if you, you haven't brushed your teeth for a week, you know, all of a sudden, you go, oh my goodness, I've, where's my toothbrush? Yeah, you don't kind of. You just go, you pick up your toothbrush again and go, oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll make sure I do it tomorrow as well. And, yeah. and that's the thing because meditation is fascinating to me because it will show you how you do everything. So if you're aggressive and pushy in your meditation, you'll uh, sorry in life you'll be that in your in your meditation, <laughs> and. Yes. It'll show you, okay, you can afford to step back. You can afford to slow down and let things happen. And and that will, ha- in your life, you'll see that that choice becoming more apparent to you. Oh, okay, I don't have to push and struggle and be so aggressive with this. And equally, the opposite side of things, if you're a bit of a wet blanket and you're being walked over by everybody and you're people-pleasing and saying yes all the time, you, you kind of get the... Um, the juice to say no, the the clarity to go, actually, I don't like this. This is getting boring. I I'm, I want to do things differently. Mm-hmm. So, so it will show you, So which I love. And, and, and that's not what people expect. I think the other expectation, um, going back to what we were saying in the beginning, was that so many people expect to be sedated somehow. Yeah. And, and I think meditation, it, it certainly allows you to step back so you can see the issues, the decisions that you're not making, the conversations you're not having, the past that you're carrying or the worries for the future, you certainly still, you're removed from it, but it becomes a little bit more focused and, and you realize, ah, oh, this is something important to me. I, I want to I want to do something about it. So I, I see it sometimes not as sedation, but it, it shakes your tree. Mm-hmm. And anything that's unhealthy falls out anything that's healthy kind of thrives a little bit more because mm-hmm. of that. The pruning of the um, what you don't need, what's, you know, just so you're at the, the necess- necessary core of things. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how we got onto that. but <laughs> No, I, I, I love that, Arjuna. I feel like I can, uh, as always, sit here and talk with you and, and uh, I don't know, hash out ideas or just uh, verbalize uh, concepts. It's it's such a fun fun way to uh, to just think through things and discuss ideas and concepts. And this is a blast as always. I'm I'm going to kind of uh, wrap us up today on on meditation. As mm-hmm. I, I love what you started with that it uh, it can bring to each and every one of us what we need in that moment whether it be relaxation, whether it be clarity, 
whether it be um, pruning of the things that we don't need or the past, um, or whether it be um, the energy to continue on into the future with with new goals and new ideas. And so, mm. uh, again, I, I encourage everyone out there to to give it a try uh, in one way or another. And yeah. I think like what you said with starting with some breath work and gratitude is such a great way if you've never done it before. Mm. And if Can you I mention the, sorry, yeah, can I mention no. real quick the third little trick? Yes, please. So breath work, just a calm, and, and whether you do that formally, be comfortably seated with your eyes closed or, or seated with your eyes open mm-hmm. or out and about just while you're cutting around, driving, brushing your teeth on the river, climbing, whatever it is. There's a, there's a, a third little thing that's really useful and, and it just involves your vision. And you just find a point across the way from you, maybe down a little bit so you're looking over the top of your, the bottom of your eyelid. You're gazing at this point and you just open up the sides of your vision as well. So you're noticing what's directly beside you while looking straight ahead. Hmm. And all that does really is, is get you out of your head and into the space that's around you, into the moment. But it also, when you're, when you're thinking too much, your, your eyes start flickering, a little like the rapid eye movement when you're asleep. Your brain's just processing, going. So by physically fixing your eyes there, opening them up, you're helping slow that mind down. You're also getting out of the tunnel vision mode of, of stress, of anger, of focus on the problem. It's a physical thing with your eyes. And Andrew Huberman, again, gives the mechanism for this. But really what, what you're thinking about is just opening up the sides of your vision. So you're taking in the vista. And that's why nature, being up on top of a mountain or in a canyon, you know, it's just the... Uh, it's the horizon line, big picture view that we, you know, that that creates such a, a, a sort of an ego brain short circuit. <laughs> so try that too. I will definitely give that a shot. I love that idea of uh, opening up the vista and opening up kind of that uh, eliminating the like the the stress, like you know, laser focus sometimes, but realizing yeah. you know there's a bigger picture here. And, and part of that is, is realizing that and yeah. reflecting on it. And uh, I don't know, it's amazing. So yeah. breath work. So when you're on your phone, that's the yeah. tunnel vision. And <laughs> yeah. we're so good at that, but, but try it when you're driving, when you're talking to your kids, when you're cooking with, with all the things, it really just does get you out of your head into mm-hmm. the moment. So yeah, yeah. I think that's those, probably those three something. things. Something that also doesn't help uh, being on your phone probably doesn't help with meditation. (laughs) But you get good at this and you get to use your phone in a different way, in a mindful way. And so Ah. you don't get lost in it. There we go. There we go. Again, Arjuna, this has been amazing. Uh, I'm going to move us on to the fire round. Uh, I've (laughs) asked you all these questions so many times. Um, but as you're writing, uh, your, your two new books, is there anything, uh, that you're reading currently that you want to share with us? Any well, new favorite books? I'm not actually, I, I, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I'm doing a course actually on flow, uh, with, mm. with Stephen, Stephen Kotler. I don't know if you heard of him and, um, that's fascinating how, uh, you know, the particular focus follows flow follows focus. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm interested in and making the moment meaningful to you. Um, yep. Regardless of, of what you're given, creating meaning from it means that you can get into flow so much easier. 
Yeah, I I absolutely love the flow state, both experiencing it and just learning about it. I think it's a very uh, intriguing thing that goes on within the mind and and uh, physiologically. Um, did have I ever told you about the book? I don't know if we've talked about this or not in the past. Uh, the Rise of Superman. Have you heard of that book? Yes. Yeah, read it. Yeah, love yeah. it. I love that book. Anyway, yeah. another one. About he's got a, he's got a great, if, if people want to check him out, him and another guy, Jamie wheel, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of almost polar opposite, sort of the scientist and the poet, but um, they're, they're, they write amazingly about this stuff. So that's amazing. I'm definitely going to check that out. And again, uh, another question that I've got here for you um, as you're writing your new books, um, <laughs> which I'm very excited to, to read. Uh what might be uh, a recent lesson that you've learned um, through this experience, whether it be again through a, uh, through mistake or through success that you found? I think, I think uh, it's just reminding myself that when I leave my comfort zone, there's going to be a little bit of struggle. There's going to be a little bit of uncertainty. And yet that's necessary again from the flow <laughs> research that's necessary for growth. It's necessary for flow. Mm-hmm. Is to put ourselves in a place where we're really not sure what's going on, <laughs> and uh, a little bit of confusion. You know, certainly too much is is awful. It destroys you. But a, a little bit outside your comfort zone and what you're used to, your your skills is um, is everything. And I and I saw that this morning. So uh, a little bit of. Uh, not struggle, but a little bit of mm, it's, it's not quite working, and then all of a sudden it it works. It gathers some momentum. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess not not being put off too soon, not not uh, seeing those phases and times that there's anything wrong with me, and I should throw the whole project away. <laughs> I love that. It, again, like what we said about you know going to the gym or working out or anything yeah. like you need to. Uh sometimes the stress does bring the growth and and i like what you said that too much can be destructive as well like i you don't go to the gym and start lifting a thousand pounds try to deadlift a thousand pounds but you know if you want if you're trying to grow muscle you do need to stress the muscles and and life's kind of like that too that um that for me anyway i find a lot of growth happens Mm. through the stresses in life so yeah yeah, that's amazing. And, and again, meditation, mindfulness done well helps you manage the stress. It's not about mm-hmm. avoiding it, but it's like, okay, this is where I'm taking this on. This is the stories that I'm telling myself. This is the resistance that I have. And and you just really engage with it as it is. And it, and it makes the whole project so much more graceful. Yeah. Arjuna, I have gained so much insight uh, during cool. this conversation. I absolutely love it. Again, is there anything that you are currently working on that I could help you out with, being that I gained so much value from these conversations with you? Oh, you've, you're very high, kind, but just keep being the amazing human you are and keep getting better. <laughs> Well, uh, I've got I've got lots uh, lots of room for growth there. So so <laughs> don't don't we all don't yeah, we all? That's so I think, true. You know what? I think we if we got to the end of our growth, we'd be like, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think and two, um, I've noticed this. We're totally going on a side tangent here, but um, 
even just with goal setting, uh, yeah. even like winning the world championships, you know, sometimes you achieve the goals that you've always wanted uh, or the things in life that you've always wanted. And then you're like, huh, that's it. I thought it was mm -hmm. going to be so much more glorious than that. And so <laughs> I, I think it really, I, it reminds me that I think the joys in life sometimes come from the growth and the growth comes from the stress. And therefore we should be grateful for the stresses in life just as much as anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so many smarter people than me have said the same thing. It's all about the journey, not the arriving. Yeah, and, and and enjoy the journey because if you love the journey, you'll walk for yeah. forever and, and love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, Arjuna is for for the people that gain as much value from this as I have. Um, is there what are the best ways maybe for them to kind of reach out to connect with you, uh, find your books. Um, yeah, kind of give a, a little bit of a shout out for anybody maybe who hasn't listened to our past couple episodes uh, for, for how is the best way for them to kind of follow along yeah. your journey. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Well, my website is arjunaeshire.com and um, or, or just find me on Facebook and Instagrams and all those things. I'm attempting to make those the social media a little bit more inspiring and uh, awesome as I yeah. can. And and yeah, books are on Amazon. I, I, yeah, they've I'm I'm proud of them. I like them. Sorry, <laughs> they're they're amazing. Um, chasing cool. chasing more and finding enough is one of my one of my most favorite books. Uh, uh, and and actually, I've got you. it. I've got it uh, to read again. It's back. I find like my favorite books. I just have to kind of keep rereading as like a reminder because sometimes I forget what I've learned. Um, oh, and yeah. that's one of my. It's definitely within the the cycle of books that I continually reread. So oh, thank you cool. for that one. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's that's good to hear. Do you, you know this? You write something or you create something and you send it out into the world and you have, you, you do your best so you're proud of it, but you're really not sure how it's landing with people. So when I hear things like that, I'm 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 really grateful. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, again, final question of the day for you, Arjuna, is what is your definition of awesome today? Ah. <laughs> uh. I just fully meeting the need of the moment that I find myself in intentionally putting myself in the moments I want to be in and then, and then meeting it face to face full on, um, fully embracing it, not wishing it was different. Amor fati, loving what is. Love that. Thank you again so very much for your time. I hope my listeners have gained as much value and insight as I have from this conversation. If you guys did out there, if you guys got value, please, if you guys could share this with someone that you think mm. might need to hear this, maybe go try meditation for yourself if you haven't done so before. If you have, maybe try to get back into the practice and remember there's so many different ways to kind of go about meditating. Uh, I know that myself personally, I'm going to continue to make time for this. Um, it's one of my goals for this year and and something that I'm reminding myself of every day is to just take the moment, uh, be grateful, take that breath, breathe. So again, thanks. Thank you, Arjuna, for sharing this with us all. Thank you for your insight. I thank you, Nick. You're the best. Very grateful for my time spent with you. And as always, wishing all of my listeners out there a truly awesome day. Signing off and uh, 
Yeah, I think I I, I messed up my, my exit there. <laughs> I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome day. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.